Well, 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 look who's back once again for another episode of Alex Listens, the podcast about philosophy, politics, race, and mental health. This is your host, Alex Hamo. Today's episode is about one of my favorite essays. It's an essay by good old daddy Sigmund Freud, and the essay is called Mourning and Melancholia. It was written over a hundred years ago, which is pretty nuts. I think it was written in 1917, something like that. Oh, no, sorry, published in 1917, written in 1912. Um, now the essay, what's it about? If you want some context for this essay, um, or for this episode, I recommend going back and listening to another episode that I've done an interview with a Croatian philosopher called, um, Betty Marusic. The episode is number 73 of my podcast. So go back and listen to that. It's an interview. I interview him about grief, uh, love, and this kind of thing. And that'll be good context for this episode, but by all means, you don't need to go back and listen to it in order to understand what I'm going to be talking about today. Before we get on to the episode, a few quick things to mention. First of all, I made some t-shirts, some merch. I screen printed them myself um, in the garden. Uh, it took one entire week, probably 10 hours a day, Um uh, DIY, home job, garage job. Um, it was fun. Um, and you can buy them and there's free shipping in Australia and New Zealand and cheap international shipping. Uh, there'll be a link in the bio for this episode. Um, and they're printed on cotton that's made in Australia by a manufacturer who pays their staff well, obviously this is a philosophy podcast. So, you know, and I'm also using environmentally friendly ink, which is not going to kill the fishies, the fishies are going to be happy. So link in the bio for that. Second of all, um, what do I need to mention? Oh, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do me a favor and rate it on whatever platform you're on. Spotify, Apple podcasts takes like two seconds. Third of all, um, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram at Alex Hammer. I changed my handle from Alex listens to Alex Hammer, which is my actual name. Um, so on Instagram at Alex Hammer, best place to find me and get in touch with me. Uh, and lastly, if you're really enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting it. You can do so via Patreon. There's a link in my bio and, you know, supporting me. What, what would that look like? Well, it would look like uh, buying me a coffee once a month um, and that will help me. I don't even drink coffee. So it will look like buying me, you know, something that I don't even drink, which is fine. Um, so there's that, there's uh, Patreon, and there's also PayPal if you want to do a once-off um, support, support donation. In any case, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for being here, and let's go. Morning in Melancholia by Sigmund Freud. So, what's he talking about? Well, obviously, from the title of this essay, we can glean two things. That the, well, no, we can glean one thing, that the essay is about two things, mourning and melancholia. Now, Freud thinks that we can get a very good insight into what melancholia is by comparing it to mourning, which is something that we uh, believe is a normal thing for people to feel when um, we lose something. Um, and Freud seems to think that most people don't believe melancholia the way he defines it is something that is, you know, healthy and natural. Um, it's a more pathological thing. So this is how he begins the essay by asking us to go on a journey with him 
in comparing mourning to melancholia to give us an understanding of what melancholia actually is. So Freud tells us that mourning is the loss of an object or a person or an idea or an abstraction. And when we lose this thing, um, when there is an object that is no longer there, we undergo this process uh, where we are absorbed by our ego. This is what he says. Um, And because we are being absorbed by our ego, uh, we begin to neglect ourselves and we begin to lower, um, you know, our capacity to connect with others and we um, disengage and we detach and we say nasty things about ourselves and we blame ourselves for things and we become resentful and spiteful. Um, so this is something that can happen when we're experiencing mourning. Um, you know, you blame yourself for the fact that something or someone is gone. You blame yourself for not having done more while they were still there or while, you know, it was still there, whatever it is that you are mourning the loss of. And Freud thinks that this is that, that these things are identical in the experience of melancholia, that when you are going through, when you are a melancholic individual, what you're experiencing is essentially mourning. You feel all of these things. You feel very spiteful and very resentful and your self-esteem is low and, you know, you're disappointed in yourself and all of these kinds of things. However, Freud thinks that there is a key difference between mourning and melancholia. And so they share all of these characteristics, which I just described. But what they don't share is the diminution of self-regard. Um, and in melancholia, Freud says, the outcome is that we lose uh, or, or we, we begin to value ourselves less. Um, and that this doesn't pass over time where it may in mourning, because mourning does pass over time. We do not grieve eternally. Um, Although that's up for debate, you know. Um, It seems like uh, many of us have, you know, kind of... We grieve and we mourn, but the the intensity of it wanes and decreases over time. I believe this is um, how it's defined in the Diagnostic and Statistics Manual 5. Um, and it becomes pathological when it doesn't mourn, uh, when it doesn't decrease over time. So melancholia, the difference in affect, the difference in the way that it uh, hits us is that it, it lowers our self-regard and that isn't something that goes away. So why does it do this? Okay, and this is where Freud gets all Freudian, you know, and starts doing very odd things. Okay, so I'm going to introduce some keywords. One of them is object. And I've mentioned this before. So when you mourn, you are mourning the loss of an object. And that object can be a person or a place or a relationship or an idea, anything. And when it goes, when it's gone forever, you are absorbed temporarily by your ego. This is what he says. Now, when you mourn, you can point to something. You can say, you know, this person is no longer in my life. This relationship is no longer in my life. This nation, this country, this concept, this theory is no longer in my life. It's gone. However, in melancholia, Freud says, 
the melancholic individual doesn't have anywhere near the kind of clarity that the person who is mourning has because the melancholic individual does not have a clear object in mind. They do not have one thing that they can point to and say, that is gone. Therefore, I am experiencing heaviness or sadness or you know, resentment or anger directed towards the self. We can't, we can't do this when we are melancholic because melancholia is prompted by a confusion about, Freud says, melancholia is prompted by a confusion about the about self-love and so when we experience melancholia freud tells us what we are actually experiencing is some kind of rejection of the self through an inability to continue loving ourselves so that's quite a big that's quite a big claim freud's saying that melancholia is essentially you know the non-existence or the evaporation of self-esteem and inability to value yourself across time and that this is why you know we begin to be resentful of ourselves and we blame ourselves for things not because we weren't able to you know not because so this is where we can see the differences between the melancholic and the morning the morning individual because the morning individual can say ah i'm so sad i didn't spend more time with this person when they're in my life or i'm so sad i didn't you know, um, you know, go back to my home country or, you know, while it was safe to go there or, or this kind of thing. But the melancholic individual doesn't have a clear object that they can point to. And so all of this blame and, and kind of, you know, all of these, all of this negative talk, let's call it, can't be directed towards an object. So it's directed towards the self. It is a turning in of the aggression that can usually be pointed elsewhere towards an object at the self. So I hope that makes sense. Now, there's another very interesting point that Freud makes, and this really kind of shook me. And so let's go back to this idea of the melancholic individual not having an object, a clear object in mind, in mind when experiencing their melancholia. And so Freud makes a comparison between another comparison between the melancholic and the morning individual. And he says the morning individual can point to an object or has an object in mind. The melancholic individual doesn't. This is what we spoke about before. And Freud says what happens for the melancholic individual is that because they don't have a clear object in mind, we need to pay attention to what their self what their negative self-talk, what their kind of, you know, vitriolic, self-deprecating remarks are about. Um, we need to look at this because, you know, it's not, it, it's not a reflection of a clear object in mind. We can't say, you know, I resent myself because I wasn't pre- more present in a relationship that doesn't exist. We can't say this. We can't point to an, something that did exist and say that it doesn't exist anymore. Um, and so... What Freud, what Freud says is that the melancholic individual, what they do in order to experience melancholia is they accidentally or they subconsciously, as he says, when they are going through the motions of self-deprecation and, you know, negative self-talk, when you listen to what they're saying, 
Freud thinks that they are often going to be describing someone they do love or someone they have loved. Um, and that this is the thing that fuels self-deprecation, um, descriptions of someone very close to us. Now, this is a very interesting theory. And, you know, this is where we can begin to lose Freud because he starts saying some curious things. But I think that there is some value in this. For example, when I read this sentence or when I read this passage, I began thinking about, you know, my most important relationships and the people I love the most. And like often, you know, the most, the things that I resent the most about myself are things that I see in my parents that I also, you know, don't like. Um, and I think that, I, th I don't know, this kind of shook me because I was like, okay, you know, I thought that this was all about me. I thought my, you know, depression, my melancholia, whatever it is that I feel that this was about me. Um, but Freud saying that, the origin of the of the, this negative self-talk isn't about you. It's about a perspective that you have, a position that you occupy where you view things in others. Um, and so why is this interesting? It's interesting because this is where Freud thinks the melancholic person differs from the individual who is mourning. Because they, the melancholic person latches onto, mistakenly latches onto an object that hasn't vanished or that maybe has vanished, um, but they are not, they are not undergoing mourning. They, so you, you know, you blame yourself for things that you don't like about your dad, whatever. Why is this interesting? It's interesting because of the kind of it's interesting because of the way Freud thinks this relates to self-esteem. And so Freud thinks that when you are experiencing melancholia, when you are undergoing a melancholic episode or a melancholic depression, um, what's actually happening is that you don't, you are not able to value yourself enough to separate the things that you don't like about other people from the things that you don't like about yourself. And the lines blur and you begin to you know, it sounds like he's saying you begin to see yourself as others because you don't have enough value to recognize yourself as like this independent autonomous thing. Now, I think that this also spoke to me very deeply because my experience of the world is often one where I don't have a clear awareness of the fact that I'm alive or the fact that I am existing. And I think that the way that my anxiety and depression manifests is often by comparison, by comparing myself to others and, you know, therefore feeling disappointed that I haven't worked harder or therefore feeling, you know, upset that, you know, there was, that I didn't take something seriously enough or therefore feeling, you know, angry that like, you know, someone was able to do something that I wasn't able to do or something like this. Um, and so it seems like Freud is pointing to this capacity for the melancholic individual to almost become the other um, because of their inability to value or have a coherent sense of self. And I think this is a really important point. Um, I think it's also a really beautiful point because, you know, a lot of the time, um, 
a lot of the time depression and melancholia can be characterized as narcissistic things you know someone becoming you know too self-indulgent or spending too much time thinking about their feelings or whatever and i think that while freud's theory while this essay actually does touch on narcissism and i'm not going to go into this because i don't really understand what he's saying but you know while while you know it from the outside it seems like you know depression may involve a kind of self-absorption where you're too caught in yourself it sounds like freud is saying that what is actually happening is that you're conf- you're confusing the boundaries between yourself and the other because you're unable one because you don't actually have an object there is no clear object that is driving your melancholic feelings in fact the thing that's driving the melancholic feelings or the or the melancholia is that you don't value yourself enough um and so i think that you know this kind of does away seemingly does away with the experience of narcissism um or the or the the claim that the depressed person is narcissistic because you know it seems like in fact maybe we need to adjust our definition of narcissism to something that means you know an inability to love the self um not a kind of you know fanatical self obsession or a harmful self obsession um and you know maybe like i think i have heard definitions of narcissism that hint at this you know like uh you you are vain because you are actually unable or you are narcissistic because you are actually unable to love yourself um and therefore you know there is no internal object that you are able to latch onto with pride and and confidence and um you know joy and so it comes out in this you know very kind of it's expressed in this very incoherent way that takes the shape of you know talking about yourself too much or not asking other people questions and you know people think that that this is explained by you know a lack of care or by a, a hyper focus on the self but what it sounds like freud is saying is that like you know potentially what's happening is that there is actually no idea of no coherent idea of the self that that narcissistic person has um and that in fact what they are experiencing is what happens when you don't love yourself um and you know it seems like that's what melancholia is it's an inability to love yourself um and you know i i have wondered about this um in my own experience of depression i've asked myself do i do i have you know sufficiently high self esteem do i have you know do i actually have self esteem um you know this is a very personal question uh but you know i don't i think i'll answer this in a way that isn't you know kind of uh, that isn't making this podcast you know very clearly um a form of therapy um i think that my my i think that one thing that i do lack is a consistent ability to believe in myself um i think that you know very occasionally i will feel as though i've done a good job or that something that i have made is actually valuable or that people actually care about my work um 
this is something that, you know, I think is one of the driving forces behind my depression that like, you know, ultimately, regardless of what I do, I'm disappointed. Um, and I think Freud's, Freud's description of melancholia, uh, is very useful for me because it's a reminder that like, you know, what I shouldn't be folk, like, you know, it's not going to get me anywhere comparing myself to others because this is the default mode for the melancholic person to, to view the self, to confuse the self with the other and to lose track of the self completely. And I imagine this compounds the experience of depression and melancholia. So I think what I took away from this essay is that one, you know, what's valuable is being able to value yourself. Um, and I don't think this is narcissistic. I think that, uh, I think that narcissism is that this is very far from narcissism because I think that valuing yourself looks like an ability to believe that you can show up for yourself. And I think that like a lot of the time when I'm deep in a depressing, depressive episode, one thing that I don't have is a belief that I'll be able to show up for myself. You know, I won't be able to get out of bed in the morning. It's going to be impossible for me to get this essay finished. It's going to be so hard for me to make a podcast. You know, the, the boundaries are kind of unbearably high. And so, you know, Freud says, Freud, Freud might say, I don't know, but one thing he might say is don't focus on like making stuff. Don't focus on the outcome. Don't focus on what other people are doing or making. Like ask yourself whether you actually respect yourself. Um, and like, you know, I don't believe that you can actually ask yourself this question in a very clear way and have a very resounding answer. Like, you know, I ask myself shit all the time and like, you know, I don't even know what happens. It's almost as if, you know, literally shouting into the void. Um, but, you know, it'd be nice to have some kind of signal that like, yeah, you know, I believe in myself. Yeah, I'm prepared. Um, yeah, I've taken care and time. Um, and like, yeah, you know, this is why uh, this is what it means to be a person. Um, I think that's it. I think that's my analysis with some Alex injected into it of Freud's essay on mourning and melancholia. If you enjoyed it, let me know. If you'd like to hear more of this stuff, let me know. Shoot me a message on Instagram at Alex Hamo. Uh, otherwise, please leave a comment or a review or a rating of this podcast on whichever platform you're on. It'll take like one sec. Say anything. You know, you can leave a comment and you can say, wow, or you can say cool or you can say Sigmund or you can say whatever you like um but that would be very helpful anyway thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next episode of Alex Listen.